What is the Netflix? The audio sounds like. I think you're saying that the audio goes. <laughs> yes, with that in mind. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to Tea and Thoughts. My name is Odia. I'm one half of this podcast, but I am fully operational. Hello, my name is Hazel. I am one half of this podcast, and I am fully enthralled with just having cleaned up my room. It was a couple months in the making, <laughs> but we finally got to where we needed to be. Speaking of getting where we needed to be, um, we just like to make an honorable mention to the fact that we um, got our Spotify wrap today. Um, and that has been a real treat, taking a look at some of the information. Like, what did we learn, Odia? Nothing. Nothing we didn't know before. No, I'm kidding. No, it's uh, it was a pleasant surprise to see that even one person listened to our show regularly, let alone like almost a dozen people, which I know for a lot of people, it's just like, oh, it's only a few choice people. But I think that it's really important to acknowledge that no one has to listen to your opinion. <laughs> and the fact that there's multiple people who do willingly out of the time they could be spending in their day doing something completely different still means a lot to me. And a lot to us. No, honestly, same. And it made me giddy to know that that was a feature that we could be able to see as content creators because it's I know it's a real treat whenever I open my Spotify wrapped and it's some of the stuff that I see. So it's like, wow. So it's like even nicer to look at it from the viewpoint of a content creator. I've never considered myself a content creator. I'm just a black woman with a microphone. That's it. With that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, we have some interesting, dare I say, exciting changes this season with some new segments, definitely some new topics and some opportunities for you all to interact with us because we should, this relationship shouldn't be one-sided. You shouldn't be listening to me on your way back to class in person where someone takes your seat that you selected for yourself on the first day. No, you should be able to get that off your chest as well. To your friend, not to us. We have very specific roles. <laughs> <laughs> we have very specific roles we follow and that's not one of them, so sorry. But... <laughs> So before we get on to our main topic, we're going to start with our first brand new segment, the cup date. You see what we did there? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Where we catch each other up on the past week. Since last season, somebody wasn't consistently drinking tea and started to threaten the brand with their their lack of tea drinking. Listen, at least I was hydrated, okay? You see how I didn't name names? (laughs) Oh, Hazel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's your cup date well my cup date other than having just cleaned my room um for what seems like the first time in months um i'm just feeling good you know i mean the only real update i have is that um now that i have cleared up my room uh making room in my room 
to do what I need to do to take care of the next chapter that is 2022. So that's my cup date. But what about you, Odia? What is your cuppity duppity dup date? It's still brand new and you do it a lot. <laughs> we, we <laughs> when have we ever had me You're not do a lot? It. Hello, it's me. It's your girl. <laughs> no, Vito. <laughs> no, I, girl, this is me. <laughs> shutting it down. We're shutting it. <laughs> my cup date. I mean, the last time we did an episode was in the summer during um, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. A choice. A, decision. a choice indeed. Uh, and as you all can see, that was not completed for multiple reasons, mainly because we didn't want to anymore. But <laughs> my cup date personally is from that time I started a PhD program. So I am this much closer to being a bona fide professional nerd. And I, I take my role in society pretty seriously. So I've been doing that. And if people have questions regarding why going to school for an additional undetermined amount of time I'll think about answering them. So yeah, that's my my personal cup day. And of course I moved cities to be closer to school and things like that. So it's time to move into our main segment. What's the sip? And today, much like the title of the episode is about, we are talking about this whole idea, process, experience, struggling. And honestly, why it has to happen. So I'm going to ask you, Hazel, first, Mm -hmm. what have you learned from being on hiatus, from the show being on hiatus and any way that extends to your life? So what I've learned from the hiatus is a little bit more about resilience. I, I thought I knew what resilience meant, or at least like how I defined it for myself for a while. Like, I really thought that I was resilient myself, but then, like, I really came to learn a lot about myself and the things that came these last couple of months that tested my resilience. So, um, it's kind of quite the journey because it kind of goes in tandem with this episode, right? It's it's a struggle (laughs) to be on the nose, you know? It's... It's been a struggle, but it's also been something that um, I've actually secretly, dare I say, enjoy because <laughs> I you, plot twist, right? Like it, it is very frustrating. Don't get me wrong. But I think the parts of it that I am enjoying is realizing that I'm in a position now where I can feel that my circumstances are changing because I'm changing. And so now that I'm making that realization, it's actually really neat. Um it doesn't make it any less frustrating. doesn't make it any less annoying. But it's, I think, a, a signifier to me that in real time that things, or at least I am, changing and the tides are shifting. So that's just nice. But uh, what about you? What have you learned from the hiatus? Unfortunately, I, I express this with not just a heavy heart, but a, a broken spirit is that I am indeed the tests came back and Maury read them out loud to me is that I am indeed not 
a machine. I was shook, shook, sick, frustrated. Throwing up crying. (laughs) Throwing up crying at the idea that I am not a machine. Like you can't, when it comes to something like a pandemic or even just major shifts in life, you can't just power through it. And I was like, y'all can't just power through it. Me, I'm built different. I got nuts and bolts in the charger. I am a cyborg. I don't know where everything is. I don't know where the machinery is, but I'm a cyborg with human organs. And no, I, I didn't say that out loud, obviously, but I think it's something that I definitely internalized to the point where I just have to confront the fact that I need to step back and take care of some really critical things, especially when it comes to my mental health. Hence why the hiatus was so long. Um, <laughs> because I'm not a machine. And I have this, the thing is, I should grow up and learn this lesson because I've confronted this lesson multiple times in life. And I was like, mm, but did I just need a nap though? Like, was I, was I, un, was it untrue or did I just need to take a break? And I take a break and I come back and I'm like, see, I just had to boot up. We're good. And no, we're not good. You end up pushing a lot of things to the side to kind of sustain whatever it is. And I think the complexities of the pandemic, being someone who studies public health, having to deal with misinformation, disinformation, and just mythical logic that the public will come up with and taking my studies, my career, my future career really seriously and trying to not have those things permeate my thoughts on top of other things that I was dealing with at the same time is insincere. (laughs) So it was just really important for me to just like stop and really be like, really internalize the message that I'm not a machine and there are things I need to take care of that are very much a part of my humanity that I need to not just take care of, but prioritize in ways I never have before. And I'm still doing that and I'm still working through that. And it's uh, a challenge and it continues to be one on a regular basis. And when you say that, like, with that though, um, you've kind of also learned other things about yourself through that journey as well what do you feel like you have learned I don't like joy joy is suspicious like it really is not this no it really (laughs) everyone's just like oh no that's dramatic you're just being a Virgo rising I'm like no yes to all that but also (laughs) joy is suspicious and instead of thinking joy is suspicious as a fact I should look at joy is suspicious (laughs) as a thing to unpack and I was like, no, I think what I needed to see. It's suspicious. You're like, Mm-mm, I don't like this. I don't know no. about that. Well, it's just like when things in your life, I don't, at this point in time in the past few months, like it hasn't been everything falling apart at once. It's like <laughs> my life was in different parts, like different, hmm, let's take Avatar for example. Because, you know, the water tribe <laughs> was up there doing this thing in the cold. There's some earth kingdoms, like, you know, they had their own little areas spotted around. Then there was the Fire Nation. And then there's the Air Temple. And technically, all these elements are supposed to work together in harmony and balance. But there are some things that very clearly fell apart, like the Air Temple. My mental health was the Air Temple. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my professional life was the Fire Nation. And that dynamic right there wasn't safe uh, for my brain. So just knowing that these things are supposed to be harmonious or your goal in life is to get them to a place to be, I wouldn't be angry though, because he's too happy. Way too, way too happy. But anyway, yeah. So it was just that thing where it's, that part was very much in ruins and then basically disacknowledged. And everyone was like, oh yeah, we got to do all this other stuff. Like parts of the analogy obviously fall apart. And I'm using that as this idea of the different, not just the different elements, but as a, as a clear story. But yeah, it's just like my suspicion of joy comes from the fact that that element in my head was depleted as opposed to joy just inherently being suspicious, which I still think is the truth. But I need to investigate why I believe that to be true as opposed to hold it as a fact, if that makes sense. In terms of my biggest struggles, I would say forgetting to, in the past, I guess one of my biggest struggles was definitely eating my meals on time. That, my friend, a trial and a tribulation, a fight and a battle, <laughs> a war. Every single way that you can implement some form of conflict, that was my mind with the plate. Yeah, I'm sissy. I would forget. I'm like, oh, it's 9 a.m. Oh, it's 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. What did you eat today? And I would assume something. I think my brain would imagine a meal that was had instead of it actually happening. So that was definitely a big struggle. And, and I think all that struggle stems from the general overarching struggle that I and probably a lot of Black women that I know have, which is the idea of counting yourself and the things that you need to do and get done. Like you're making yourself expendable to all the people around you. And then it's like, okay, but what about you? What do you need? And you're like, oh, I don't need anything. And they collapse. I don't know where because you've been neglecting yourself and then giving other people the permission. <laughs> to not support you regularly. So that's definitely uh, a big struggle that comes with being this. But it is something that also as a struggle teaches you the importance of being there for the people around you in your, your community. It just doesn't have to be a lesson at the expense of your literal physical organic material <laughs> that is your body and your sense of being. What about you? What have been your biggest struggles to this point? Because I think that what you mentioned when you were saying what you learned from hiatus, like if yeah. you could just be a little bit specific with that, because I'm, I'm curious. Like the, some of the things that have tested my resilience has been like really, because like for a while, like I've come to learn that I can really bounce back after um, something has happened to me especially these last couple of years like I, I've come to grow a thicker skin as of late that's kind of what I mean by that and like to kind of contextualize it I mean like for me like I mean I've always wanted to continue vying for um being an esthetician but when I've come to learn that a it wasn't a really good time for me just because there was a lot of personal stuff going on but b coming to the realization that like, oh, there's a lot more stuff I need to build up on before I take on this role. 
is a really big pill to swallow, but it's also one that really does test my resilience in that if I really want it, I have to go out and get it. And I have to like do what I can to get it, which means I have to study, I have to plan, I have to do this, I have to do that, which is why like I went back to just like the basics, like me just being able to clean my room and have that physical clarity to make room for mental clarity, for me to make room for just a really well-balanced life, I should say, or like um, a routine rather, right? Because I'm trying to build a routine. So in order to build that routine and really be strict with it, I have to find a way to um, create one and stick to it. I feel like it's the pre-trenches for me. And it's actually funny because I was saying that I'm in the pre-trenches right now because it's like when I was just saying that it's a completely different um, type of energy to go towards thriving than it is to just getting by. Like, I would call these the pre-trenches currently for myself right now just because, like, I ain't never been here before. Girl. (laughs) I'm like, this is a whole new level I've yet to touch. I've only dreamt of being in this position and now I'm in it. So what now? (laughs) So with that being said, um, it's actually making me wonder, like for you, do you know per se when there is a pre-trench or that, that, that pre-trenches are a thing? And like, do you even like know how to prepare for those kind of life-changing transitions? Yeah. I think the pre-trenches just, (laughs) solidify the definition of this term it's the that feeling but also that time period of that anticipation for something that you know is coming so whether or not you're about to graduate or you're about to move or you're just about to change your life altogether you're about to become a parent not me though y'all be easy um those are all the pre-trenches like that anticipatory period that you can either that you're either experiencing or you can foresee happening before a major, even a minor life shift, but something that, you know, is going to change your perspective in your day to day. And I feel like I can usually anticipate when I'm going to be in the pre-trenches or prepare for these life changing, altering transitions, because I've had a very formulated and standardized life so far because school has been so integral to that. And with going to school, there's these very clear delineations of when things are going to change. You have the end of the year and then the summer, or you have graduating eighth grade, going to ninth grade, graduating high school. And then for me, going to college, then going to college again, then going to college again. So (laughs) I had those very clear markers that let me know when something new was going to happen And then through different mentors or different people in my life, I got the insight of how to really treat those pre-trenches. Because technically, summer vacation could be the pre-trenches, especially before puberty. Because you don't know what you're going to look like in the next three months. It's all going to hit you by surprise. But when you're in college and you have a solidified face and height, um, you're really thinking about how to maximize your summers. And there's usually suggestions for each of those things. So everything has been very clearly formulated for me for those pre-trench areas so they don't feel 
as lofty because I, I know what the plan is. I know this summer I have to do this, this, and this to make sure that this part of my CV or my portfolio or my website are all complete and all this other stuff. And I plan towards that. I haven't really had a time yet, which I don't know. I'm going to be almost 30 by the time that comes, but I haven't had a time yet where things were so, so unclearly defined for what I was going to do. I was, as I was transitioning from what was a first year to then a sophomore to then a junior, oof, junior year is like the seventh grade, uh, to then a senior and then to someone that was an alum of my university. But I just went to get my master's. And then I did a fellowship that I planned out and knew that I was going to do while I took that year to prepare my applications for my PhD. And thankfully I got in, so I'd have to consider like what would have happened if I didn't, what was gonna be my, my ultimate. Like I had something that I thought about doing and I had connections I could reach out to if I had that experience that just wasn't the case, thankfully. And now there's this, so it's like, now I'm here. I have this term, this term, this term, and this term. What do I do next summer? So it's very formulaic, I would say. And that's when it comes to like my school life, which is my professional life, because I'm a professional student. Personally, though, those emotional pre-changes, girl, I don't know what's going on. It all starts with a mood swing. Everything's fine. <laughs> Not a mood swing. <laughs> Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden you're in the shower. And you know that transition from when you're out the shower and your body's wet, the air is cold. Yeah. And you're unprepared. Yeah. That is the like you went you went straight from like a really hot environment mm-hmm. where like ah yes I'm cleaning I'm feel I'm feeling my oats I'm comforted like, I know everything that's going on here and then boom a 66 degree wind hits you when you step out and I think that shock to the system even if it's not super abrupt it is a change a very alarming change that you get at first and I think I've encountered more of those over the past few years than any of the ones in terms of the day-to-day, because those are harder for me to anticipate. This idea of maturing is harder for me to anticipate, especially as someone who grew up being told that she was mature for her age. Um, you kind of get to a point where you're like 19, 20, like, is there any maturing left? Like, because I've been hearing so many people speak and I'm concerned for y'all. And, uh, but there are, and I think there's an internal maturity that I needed to get when it came to, like I said earlier, just really putting myself first and the pre-trenches of that was jarring. So jarring. I can't even say in public because this is, this is a family show. (laughs) It just, it's very turbulent. Like I said, there's a bunch of mood swings, but there's just like getting pummeled. Like imagine your brain jumping you with things that you didn't feel like talking about, like, girl, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. We'll we'll be fine. Like, I don't have to go from super, super sad to moderately sad to doing okay. And then one song plays and I go tumbling down the stairs in my head. Like that is very violent, but that's the pre-trenches of just the emotional part about growing up. Mm -hmm. And that's funny because like, for me, obviously, I mentioned just now too, like, I'm going through my own pre-trenches, right? But um, the way that I prepare is actually quite lackluster. <laughs> and that's, I think that goes in tandem with, I guess, the first question you asked, which was like, what I've learned. 
from the hiatus. I mean, like, while I've also learned that I'm resilient, I've also come to learn that I'm, como so say, ill-prepared, which is why <laughs> I'm using December as my January. Because a lot of people would kind of use December and be like, oh, this is a last hurrah of sorts. I'm like, no, bestie. This is a beginning of celebrations for me. Because I <laughs> have to plan out what I want to do in a reasonable fashion so then that by the time January does come, I'm hitting the ground running. Like, I don't want to do what I've always been doing, which is just waiting till I get to the pre-trenches to do something about it. I'm going to do in what you have done, right? Which is like to plan ahead of time. I'm going to do that, but do that in a way that makes sense to me with where I'm at in my life right now. I think um, the best way to prepare, um, at least on my end, because like I'm coming from an environment or not an environment, but of an experience where I didn't really have uh, time to really uh, prepare for life-changing transitions. If I knew that there was a goal I wanted to reach to set time out of my day to really break down those goals in a really consumable way, come to realize too that like with how life is going, life is going very quickly. And if you're not planning accordingly and you're just shooting in the dark, deadlines can be missed things can happen quickly that you aren't really allowing yourself the time to really um tend to your goals too properly so that's just something that i would throw out there but i don't know if there's anything that you'd like to add to that keep going no keep going oh so if you can't identify the pre-trenches in your life so far things just seem to catch you by surprise I think about a time where you had a friend and you saw that your relationship was not only changing, but ending. And this can come for like friends that you've had like a long time or friends that you've known for, for a long time. Like you don't have, you didn't have to be friends with them, like super close to them for a long time, but you've known each other since you were like kids or whatever. And there's a lot of history there or even friends that you got really close to in a specific environment, whether it be college, uh, I don't know, theater camp, <laughs> whatever it was. And you can tell that that relationship is falling apart because of maybe the way you contact each other, don't contact each other anymore. And it's one of those things where you know that it's happening. Like you can gauge your own behavior and see that you're retracting in ways because things are just different and you're just growing past that and the best way to handle situations like that which is in my opinion probably the most remnant of you being in or approaching the pre-trenches is embracing the fact that that's that change is going to happen and you are much like hazel's doing with her room you're making that opportunity and that space in your life to really adjust and make room for those new experiences and those new people those new characters in your life that are coming through um, because you just recognize that these things are changing and you're, you're steadily moving in that direction. That doesn't require a whole lot of resistance. I think the more that you try to resist it changing when you can foresee it and you know that it's just going to be the thing, the more you're just going to waste your time. So I would say just embrace the fact that there's going to be a transition and the way in which you prepare for it is acknowledging it and accepting 
even the changes in your own behavior and what changes you think you need to make to be open to this space in your life or this change in your life. I have a question for you, which is looking back now on your bleep many years of life, (laughs) what would you say is the most surprising thing about your growth? I think the most surprising thing about my growth is that I can really have access to challenging myself like this at any given time. And why I think that's surprising is because like, for me, I'm a perfectionist, which is a really, that's something we can unpack later. (laughs) But I'm the type of person that like, if certain conditions aren't set up for me, like I'm not going to do anything. And it's like, no, yeah, well, it's, problematic but also like say for example like if I like say for example if I want to do something and I know that I'm going to succeed in it like say for example like makeup right like if I don't have the exact brush I know it needs to be kind of thing like this isn't literally what I do but this is just a metaphor but like if I don't have the exact brush I know I need and it's somewhere in like my bags I'm not like active enough to go and find I'm setting myself up because it's like, if it's not immediately within my reach kind of thing, then like, I'll just work with what I have and try. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not giving what it's supposed to be giving. If I could actively do something about it, then I should. (laughs) And really challenging what my perfectionism means to me. So then that way I can actually just genuinely work with what I have, but also do it while also um, having been, prepared for what I need so then that way I'm not leaving myself in the dust and self-sabotaging in the long run so um so yeah I mean I think that's pretty surprising is like just knowing that like I have the power to change my situation at any moment in time I just have to actively do what I need to I think the most surprising thing about my growth just over the past 20 something years that I've been able to think is uh, how much things click when you're older. Like I was one of those kids, I was always frustrated hearing the phrase, oh, you'll understand when you're older, you'll understand when you're older, you'll understand when you're older. I'm like, well, I'm older now than 10 minutes ago. So just tell me what it is. And there are just things that won't click and that won't make a ton of sense until you're older. And one, those people being right grinds my gears. The petty in me just won't let us sit. I'm sorry. I just feel <laughs> like, damn, I let them get that one. Yeah. I was like, they had a point and it was right. And I'm upset. I, I, I deserve to be. And I think that just is a general part of just growing and being patient with yourself and your life and not trying to cheat your way to the answers because the answers aren't as fulfilling without the experiences to connect them with. So, and those are the parts where you are really learning how to be who you are and a human being. Because if someone, if you just apply everybody else's lessons to the problems that you have, what do you really learn? for yourself. 
other than that method works? Well, there are probably a bunch of methods that work. And instead of forging one for for yourself, (laughs) you're just going to apply other people's lessons to these problems, these universal human issues. Uh, So I think I appreciate getting that space and also now giving that space to people to just really learn uh, and ad- like advise and quote unquote mentor. I hate the word mentor, but just being able to seeing how quickly I was put in that spot for others was also really surprising where I'm just like, listen, you got to trust yourself and what you're going to do with your life because no one knows better than you what you have to do. And once you make those choices, you'll see when you're older, <laughs> Usually I don't say when you're older, but I'll say you'll see the payoffs for yourself, which is my fancy way of saying you'll see when you're older or you'll just see later on. And later on, you'll also technically be older. So either way. What is Tian thoughts without the sensitivity and vulnerability? Am I right? Wrong. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually trying to answer the question. Wait, wait. Oh, I did. Oh, I thought I did. No, I was thinking about it. That was the face I was making. I was like, what is tea and thoughts without sensitivity and vulnerability? Who are we without sensitivity and vulnerability? I'm an ethics student. Don't do this to me. I think for really long periods of time for questions that no one cares about the answers to. Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that you still struggle with now then? And how do you plan on working on that? I still struggle with respecting other people. No, I'm kidding. Respecting that other people have opinions that are wrong. I don't respect <laughs> they have- that. What? I don't respect that. No. I very boldly disrespect that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm not. I still struggle <laughs> with not being so intense. So when I want to work on something, I'm really intense about it. I'm like, oh, I got to get this done, this done, this done. I'm really good at keeping myself on a schedule. I'm really good at keeping myself accountable for all the work that I have to do. And part of the lessons that I learned from my mental health is that I can't keep putting my entire life and day and schedule on an assembly line. And that's something that I still struggle with because is it very quote unquote productive and effective? Yeah, sure. But the roots of that productivity and effectiveness come from capitalism, this need to perform, this need to be present, this need to get these tasks done, as opposed to really being in tune with what I want to do for that moment or for that, for that day or for that week even, and making sure that I'm more responsive to that than whatever list of items I have to get done, because I know and I trust me to get the stuff done that I need to get done. I just have to trust me a little bit harder to make sure that I take the breaks that I need to take. And I think I just plan on working, the way I plan on working on that is just taking those, first of all, breathing, because I'd be holding my breath for no reason. <laughs> it's like I'm like practicing to be a diver or something. I'll just hold my breath for an undetermined amount of time just sitting there. So breathing and really making sure I'm checking in with myself more often. Like, how do we feel before I do this work? When I'm in bed, I don't jump out of bed anymore. I lay there for a little bit and just think, okay, I'll be ready to get up. 
And if my body doesn't move one way or the other, I'm like, I guess we're not. And just making sure that I'm staying in tune by breaking myself from the trance of the repetitive schedule I tell myself to make sure I stay on top of things. What about you, friend? What is something you still struggle with and how do you plan on working on that? I still struggle in in the opposite way that you do. And that like, you're so productive to a fault, right? Well, uh, a fault. <laughs> no, well, not a fault, but like you're very productive, but you're also like, you aren't allowing yourself to give yourself those breaks like you need. Mm-hmm. For me, I give myself too many breaks. I'm very much like, oh, I'm willing to put it off because this, that, and third. And it's like, that's not really how it should go. No. So like part of where that comes for me and why it's so difficult for me and why it is a struggle is because like I've had just a personal thing where like every time I elevate uh, in my life, I lose something. And I hate the aspect of grief a lot not even just in the sense of like losing someone because like I've never personally lost someone but I I feel like the amount of losses I've had in my life can equate to the kind of tension that that can feel like sometimes because like or at least to me because like my life does change a lot and life does change for everyone in general right but like I'm just not I've never taken the change very well. So um, I've kind of had to learn how to work with that because again, no matter what aspect you are in life, um, while we are working towards things for the future, we're not always going to be in the same level that we're in now. And just learning to be okay with that is something that is still very much something I'm working on. And I think my plan on working on that is to find ways to you know be appreciative i guess just find gratitude in what i'm doing and just knowing that like even though a certain chapter or, or something or like an old habit that i've held on to for a lot uh, like a long time has to be put to the back burner or like something that i want to do has to be put to the back like sacrifices will always have to be made and that it's just temporary uh, for some of these instances, right? Like I'll only be in this chapter for a certain duration of time. Sometimes I might know when I'm in that chapter for, and like there's an actual deadline and other times I'm not. And like, I, I like there isn't one. So I just have to learn to kind of find the beauty in just not knowing and just being present in the moment and finding gratitude for uh, the things I have while I have it, you know? Wow, but, we, really, we really sound so evolved. Do we? Yeah. But I think there is balance because usually when people talk about their lives and struggling and things like that, they sound like they have it all together. Like, wow, this person is a competent, healthy adult who is a contributing member of society. Not all the time. Nope. <laughs> That's all we I gotta have to show say. them. We gotta, we gotta give them the old razzle dazzle sometimes. That's all I have to say. So with that, We're going into our final segment, which is also a new one, and it's called Be Our Guest. And this segment I'm really excited for because it's our opportunity to get to interact with all of you who are listening. So Be Our Guest is a time in the show where we would typically answer a question that was submitted by one of you. 
this week I'm admitting because it's our first episode back <laughs> that we made the question up. And the question for both of us to answer is why did we come back and why now? Because nobody asked for a season two. Okay, some people asked for a season two. Let me not lie. But the choice was up for us to make. So why? Why this? Why now? I feel like... (laughs) I feel like now is the best time just because we are approaching our one-year anniversary, which I think is something that's a really fun and cool and hip thing. So, like, it just felt like the right time to. I mean, like, we also were again we always refer it to the pre-trenches right but we were um in the pre-trenches of like change for both of us i mean like i was preparing for um a new position and to evolve myself as a student and uh odia you were literally doing the same but literally physically going to said establishment and moving into said establishment and getting prepared to learn and do what you need to do in class for this new chapter of your life. So like we both have had to um, kind of go through similar changes, but in different ebbs and flows and different requirements and stuff. So it's been really fun to do it, but it's also sacrificed us. And again, and I always talk about just now, there has to be a give and take when you're in the pre-trenches <laughs> is that we have to give up the uh, podcast for a bit. So then that way we could get our things together and up and ready to go at them again and give us and you another amazing season. And just to add to that uh, on a more personal note, I just like having another activity to do where I can put a lot of my creative energy. I think I spent a lot of time kind of ignoring that creative element of myself. So I'm able to put my creative energy towards this and have a hobby as well as spend some very special time with my friend here who's on the other side of the screen. <laughs> because we don't live on the Zoom screen. call. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. And now that for those of you who don't know me, like being where I am right now has been something that I've been working towards for the better part of the past 10 years. And it's something that I've looked forward to for a long time. And the fact that I actually get to live it sometimes feels genuinely like I'm living my dream, even though living my dream includes going to school for a long time. (laughs) But it's just the idea that I get to spend my days doing research, thinking about these questions and Whatnot, and just seeing how that translates into part of my translates into part of my life through these weekly recordings that we're going to be doing, talking about unrelated topics most of the time, and just seeing what this chunk of my life's going to look like within this show. Just I don't know. There's no real way to replicate that experience because it's kind of like documenting things indirectly in a really cool way that I thought was really fun. And again. I, like I said earlier, and like we both mentioned, we really appreciate the fact that anybody's listening and willing to interact with us and our thoughts about the different things going on in our lives and the world around us. So I think that feeling is something that's just blissful and it makes me less suspicious of joy, like I mentioned earlier. So 
that's another part of it. Yeah, to kind of echo back on that too. I mean, like for me, it's similar. Like again, we both have similar stories, but just in a different uh, nuanced way. Like for me, I've come to learn that I've neglected a lot of my creativity as well myself. I mean, I ended up coming back to doing drag, which is fun, but um, so I'm excited about that. But I'm also like, excuse me, I'm wary of it still because we're still in the middle of a panini. So I'm, I'm proceeding with caution. But, um, but regardless of the fact, um, yeah, I just haven't been stimulating myself creatively enough. And I think part of me building, like I, again, I'm learning about resilience. I'm learning about how like um, I have to set goals and things and all that stuff for myself, right? But like, I don't want to sacrifice. Like, I know I've dilly-dallied a lot this last year for myself when it came to me and my goals, but <laughs> there has to be a healthy balance. And I can't realistically go from my end of the situation where I'm not doing anything to strictly just being about work, especially with the brain I have with what Odia jokingly calls my condition. <laughs> but not a joke. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm but not like with that being said, like I have to make wiggle room for me to be able to enjoy what I need to. Because if I don't, then I feel like I'm gonna combust. And that's not fun for anyone involved. So that's that on that. But um yeah doing something creative like this and doing it with someone that I enjoy doing it with and also someone that uh helps challenge me in the ways that I feel like I want to and slash need to be challenged in has actually been a real treat too so um it's fun and I also like editing our podcast because that means I have control of something in my life I'm kidding (laughs) and with that we thank you for listening to our show and we're so glad to be back with you. And we hope you tune in next. No, actually, you better tune in next week. Uh, duh. Because it's going to be great. Period. Unless it's not. then. And if it's not, then... In that we're case, human. <laughs> right. Period. I was going to jokingly be like, well, in that case, if that's the case, then my name is Robin Fierce. Let me podcast on we have to end this podcast before we ruin some relationships with, with others. Uh, Bye, everyone. See you next week, or hear you next week, or we will interact catch you with you next week. You. What happened? I said interact with you next week. Holla at me. I hear you. Hear me. Holla at me. <laughs> I am sick. <laughs> Bye. Oh, let's. Hang up the phone now. No, we forgot. forgot so if what? you're new to the show for any reason, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pod. That's T-E-A-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S-P-O-D. And moreover, we love to continue having this conversation with you guys. So feel free to DM us your thoughts, share what you you know had in mind when we were going through this journey with this episode together uh Cash tweet out what's us. your favorite number what happened what what did you say nothing no 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 i didn't capture it it didn't the audio didn't catch it you'll hear it later no 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 i won't because i talked over you did you but yeah no tweet us 
Instagratus. It's Instagratus. Instagram. <laughs> We're cutting the cameras. You know what I mean. It's done. <laughs> but yes, reach out to us and then we'll keep the conversation going. So um, with that being said, y'all have a diddly good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever yeah. you're listening to this. Cut it out. <laughs> We're done. <laughs>